Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, man? It's weird not having Seth's name before mine. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. We miss you, Seth. Dearly. We hope you feel better. Yes. Um, so let's... Um, you know, if you were at home listening to us and you used your ability to socially deduct that Seth was gone, um, gosh, there's so much weird crap to talk about. Um, so let's, let's talk about what I've been playing. Um, I, I have been playing Picross again. I feel like this podcast is somewhat of a uh, Picross Anonymous meeting for me Yes, every couple of months. And I have gotten to the point where I'm okay with that. <laughs> so we, we all fall back on a certain set of games right. when all else fails. And it seems like Jupiter releases a new Picross recently enough, like at enough of a clip that it just so happens that it it comes out, you know, every three to six months. Yeah. That's a, it's a pretty wide time frame, but you know, three to six months, a new set of like a hundred plus puzzles and I can just chip away at it. And it's fantastic. Uh, I, I just love <laughs> sitting there and, uh, mindlessly, uh, counting the squares and thinking about which ones might be the right ones to go at. Um, and it's really great to pick at a puzzle and finally, like, uh, get, I, I'm trying to describe the right way of, like, have you ever peeled wallpaper off of a wall or peeled, like, paint? Yes. So, like, there's a point in puzzles on Picross where you you finally get that one, so, like, you get the one, like, long peel yeah. from the paint. That's the feeling you get with the puzzle is is your the satisfaction. You, yeah, the satisfaction of watching everything. Yes, you just you're struggling with it and then finally your brain sort of clicks and then you the whole puzzle unravels before yes. you and you can just check 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 tear away you, exactly. the facade. Uh and it's fantastic. <laughs> and I I don't know if there's like any other game that really can repeat that feeling for me. Yeah. Because it's such a specific sort of, like there, there'd have to be another type of puzzle game. And I guess the, the only other type of thing that felt that way was like, like breath of the wild. Yeah. And I guess somewhat uh, the other game I'm playing right now is Phoenix immortals, Phoenix rising is is just checking off stuff off the map. And inside of Phoenix Rising, there's these puzzles that are not as satisfactory as, say, Picross. Yeah. But they are, it is nice to be like, I have to go to this spot and check off the box. And I'll do what I need to to check the box off. And there's just something nice and mechanical that clicks in my brain. So... Forrest, you got to watch me play Phoenix Rising a little bit before we started recording today. Yes. And this game is so much fun. And I am just like the biggest sucker for it. <laughs> and I don't know how to explain to people why this game is good. And I don't know if like you could pick up why it was good watching it. I like I can pick up the charm really easily like since I wasn't playing I don't know how it feels to play but like I I love what I'm seeing though like from from like a graphical and art style perspective it's really like it is surprisingly beautiful to look at like I wasn't oh, yeah. expecting that I like and all, the draw distance on the new consoles ridiculous. is huge. That, that was something that I was pointing out a lot tonight while David was playing was that, like, I'm able to see, like, some waterfalls and stuff moving, like, clearly from 
halfway across, I don't want to say halfway across the map, because this map is huge, apparently, yeah. um, but, like, from a long ways away from what looks like, like, the edge of the screen, you oh, know? Yeah. But, like, there's still so much more of this game to explore from what uh, you were showing me, and I'm just, like, I'm blown away by the sheer scale of it, but also, like, how much of it you're able to see oh, in yeah. such detail. It, it's it, beautiful. It's kind of bizarre to me. I I want to see it running on a Switch or original Xbox. A lesser just to see, Yeah, just to see, like, what the draw distance is there. Yeah. Um, because the... If you don't know what draw distance is, it's where, like, developers will put fog in so that the game doesn't have to load as much of the assets in the game. So if you're playing a game and you think it's real foggy, it's probably because the system you're on can't handle it or like the, the computer you're running can't handle it. Uh, that's actually a trick that they, that Konami used back in silent Hill. Like that's part of the reason why mm. those games are so dense with fog. Okay. Is that back on the PS one, like it just couldn't render stuff at further than like a five foot distance <laughs> from the player. Yeah. It's it's between fog or the game just blurring it yes. to the point that it's not recognizable. Or popping in textures sometimes very yeah. noticeably. <laughs> um, but uh, Phoenix Rising doesn't do that. It's yeah. beautiful. It's it's great. Seamless. And the, the load times are short. And I don't know how much more... Like, I'm not, I'm not saying this as a... I'm dragging this out. I don't know how much more I can talk about this game on the show. Yeah. Because... It's gonna. It's hit a point with like Persona Five, where I'll talk about it when I beat it, or I'll talk about it when I hit another major milestone. Yeah. But just assume I'm playing this game because there's so much to do in it, and it's so vast, and it's just a great mechanical click in my brain for me to go to it and check some boxes off. Love that. So I, you know, the story is good, but it's not enough to push me to mainline the story yeah. to beat it but the game is good enough that i love going to it and doing the stuff in the world so picross and phoenix rising have been the main things consuming my life lately and it's <laughs> it's wild um the other thing we didn't talk about this last week forest but the other thing that i have is Destiny 2. And I, I haven't played... As always. I haven't played a ton of it. But if you didn't know this, Destiny 2 got a patch recently. And I'm I'm going to show you this after the show, actually. Okay. Uh, it got a patch recently where it boosts the frame rate for next-gen consoles to 60 frames per second from 30. Yeah. Destiny 2 has always run at 30. And it is bonkers. The game looks the same, but like it's it's it just feels frame rate. different. It, you just watching people in the tower run around, it looks like they're moving at twice the speed. Yeah. And that's how important like frame rate can be yeah. in a game. It can oh, change yeah. entirely how you experience it. And if you have a good enough TV, the they actually can boost it to 120 frames in multiplayer. Wow. Yeah. So it'll be 120 frames in multiplayer. That's weird not... that it's only selectively that mode. I imagine it has to do with like instance and stuff with PVE. Gotcha. Um, that makes sense. I could be wrong, but that would be my assumption. Yeah. Because in multiplayer, you're not fighting the environment. You're fighting each other. Yeah. So I could be wrong. I, you know, email us or message us if I'm terribly wrong. But that would be my assumption. So it's it's interesting. Those those have been the games I've been spending my time with. Um, none of them I don't. I mean, Picross I can tell you is fantastic all the time because yeah. it's the same game just with new puzzles. But right now um, we're we're going into this holiday drought of it's time to just grind through some of your back catalog. Yep. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing 
a ton of Persona 5 Royal and a ton of Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, and now I can bother Forrest and my friends more to play multiplayer games because I have a headset again. Yes. <laughs> this You were without it for a fair bit. My headset journey has been miserable. <laughs> I've come to find out that between my head shape and my preferences, um, the the only good headset is the one made by Microsoft. And come to find out, they don't sell them in any stores. Uh, they're, they're, they have discontinued them. Really? It's impossible to find them. They're not at Best Buy. They're not at GameStop. They all have their own off-brand headset. Yeah. And they're, none of them are good. And... So finally, I just go on Microsoft's website and I ordered it off the Microsoft store, which I'm sure the, that store breathed a sigh of relief that it was actually able to sell someone something <laughs> um, since it hasn't been able to get people Xboxes. So uh. it's just, it was like, oh, good. And so it gave it, it sent it to me in two days. It was so fast Beautiful. and free shipping. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That's I might great. order a spare. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Apparently they're going to become a rare commodity, so yeah, it was get them now. I love that headset's just so good. I I don't like having my game audio in my ears along with the talking audio. Yeah, it 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 doesn't work for me. Never has. That's fair. So, um, Forrest, you said you didn't get to play much. Yeah, um, but you have played. Uh, we haven't talked about it on the show. You have played Melody of Memory. Yes, I I've started it. Um, in uh, Kingdom my, Hearts, Melody yes, of Memory. Yes. By the way. Um, my thoughts haven't changed much from when I talked about it. Um, when we played through the demo, it. Is, have you gotten to the first boss fight? No. Okay, man, that's a bummer because yeah. the the level is different. It's a different type of level. And so I wanted to know if you had or not. Cause no. that <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> it's so weird that like four hours into this game, it introduces a type of level that it you it never tutorializes you at all yeah. how to play before. Oh, it just throws you into the fire. It just throws you into Love it. Love that. Um, oh, speaking of actually throwing you into it, when you start up the game, it starts playing through simple and clean. It doesn't give you bu- like... Like, it doesn't give you a tutorial or anything, but, like, button prompts will show up on the screen for you to press along to. It doesn't tell you to, but, like, mm-hmm. you can do it in, like, so I'm, so, like, I started playing through it in, like, Simple and Clean is one of those songs that will always just set me off in the saddest way that I can possibly ever get. Oh, um, yeah. So, like, that's a really good way it's to start the, off this it's game. It's the curse <laughs> and... Pleasure of being a Kingdom Hearts yes, fan is that a bunch of these songs are going to murder me actively on the spot. I actually, I, I'm about a third of the way through the game. Yeah, I think you will be surprised at how little of that there is in this game. Like, yeah, you. It's got, very like, frustrating, a, actually. Yeah, just because a bunch of like the regular orchestral, like just songs from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. But like, once it gets to, like the more emotional stuff, though. Especially once it gets to like the birth by sleep section of the game, I know that is going to hurt. This this game, by the way, has they like dig deep for music. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating on a level. Yes. Because it's like they There's so much. They just <laughs> dig for like, okay, this is the random piece of orchestral music we used in this one hallway. And it's it's just so infuriating because you want to just go to Aladdin and play Friend Like Me or any of the Disney songs associated with Aladdin. Yeah. But no, you're going to play the fight music from this specific hallway and then you're going to play the fight music from this other hallway. And they're different, but they sound similar and you're going to have to play the levels. They're like a theme and variation on each other. Right, you and get to play through them both. And I don't, I don't understand the decision behind that. I understand that this game is a love letter to the Kingdom Hearts lore, kind of, and you're going through the the plot uh, tediously. Uh, like I've said before in previous podcasts, I got kind of frustrated with that and found out that 
all of this game's plot is in the last 20 minutes. Yes. And so <laughs> you can just watch the last 20 minutes. And, and you I'll be will playing have, the last right. 20 minutes. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, why, why do this? As a game. Yeah. Because it, it becomes so tedious. At least for a full price game, too. Yeah. Like, well, full price is... You're getting a ton of value for that $60. Because yes. you're getting... I would bet going through this game and getting all three stars on all the songs easily would take you 60 to 90 oh, hours. so long. So you're getting the money, the gameplay to money. The The issue is the, the enjoyment. <laughs> it's... You're getting the quantity. I don't know if you're getting, getting the, the quality. quality. Yeah. Because for every time you get to play Let It Go, you're having to play random hallway battle music number two. That really pads from it ra- out. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of padding in there. And it's just, it makes the game weaker, in my opinion. And I don't know if that's because they decided to not do more Disney music because the Disney music wasn't necessarily in Kingdom Hearts yeah, or if they just decided you know we need to really show off everything we've done as a group collectively yeah so it's it's hard because it's it's especially difficult on stages where I've never heard the song before <laughs> for games yeah because the the harder difficulty is very punishing uh, I'm assuming you're playing at that when you can. The yeah. hardest difficulty. It hardest. Uh, I I don't trust it myself enough to do hardest. Like I proud. I think it is. Yeah, proud yeah. is the. Nah. No. Okay, so you're playing go, on normal. Yeah. Okay, so proud gets punishing. Now, <laughs> such as Kingdom Hearts tradition. <laughs> have you have you found? I feel like I'm talking a lot. But have you found the? Have you gotten any of the levels where it makes you play at a lower level? No. Okay. Is this like an easy mode is now selectable from DMC three? No, no, no. So there are specific. So for each song in this game, yeah, there's three. There is three missions or three things you can do during the song. Yeah. Sometimes they'll be like chain this many notes or whatever. There are times where the game makes you play at a lower level to finish one of those. Like, it'll be like string 20 notes on normal. And stringing 20 notes on proud does not unlock that. That's stupid. So you have to play it on normal. And so then it's like the game is telling you there's no point in playing this song on proud. If you can do all three of these on normal. Yeah. There's no reward There's for playing the game on the hardest difficulty, which is very bizarre. I've talked about that with Seth, and I he says it's it's not as weird as I think. Um, but it I really do... Because I feel like if I'm going to play the game on the hardest difficulty... There should, I should be a reward. There should be a reward. Yeah. No. You're not Nothing. missing anything. Wow. Unless there's a specific mission for that song that says... You need to play on proud for this one. Yeah, there's no specific reward. That's whack. And it makes you feel strange playing through it because it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just play it on normal and yeah. I can just plod along with this song. Yeah. So. Because, like, proud is crazy. Some of it is, yeah. Yeah. And then. I just played like, a lot of, like, frequency and amplitude back in the day. Gotcha. So this <laughs> game is like. My synapses are firing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I know this. You're good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that downgrade to normal, though, just, like, can feel... Can make it feel like such a slog. Oh, yes, that's the problem. Yeah. Is... And the variance in speed and, it, and difficulty between proud and normal is infuriating. Because it is quite the jump. It is... Yeah. It is quite the jump. Ugh. It's like I might as well play this four times on proud. Yeah. Get mad at on the fact that I'm doing bad. Get the hang of it and finish it. Then beat it once on normal, and it's like oh, that was so boring. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird push and pull I have with this game. Yeah. So I'm sorry if it feels like I'm ranting for no. A you're all good. So so 
Um, was there anything else that you maybe got your hands on? Nope. No? All right. Nothing um, Nothing that will be revealed. <laughs> you, you did play... You did tell me you played Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> which it... Really, all I want to be able to tell people about that is uh, you're able to return it, supposedly, if yeah. the retailer you bought it from will let you, because CD Pro- Project Red said you could. Yeah. Um, the issue is that some retailers are not following that. So I hope if you feel slighted by this game's performance, you uh, can re- return it and yeah. get your money back. Cause holy crap! That uh, return window great. ends before Christmas, though. <laughs> so people who are gonna get this as a Christmas present, if it uh, if it doesn't work for you, um, too bad. Yep. Hopefully, you saw some uh, the videos on Twitter. So <laughs> some pretty funny ones, honestly. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I got nothing to say on it though. Yeah. Just you know, it's it's exactly. What we expected it to be on some levels. Yeah. Uh, so, I had a, it was a fine experience. I didn't have any bugs, but I but my friend was also like he. I was trying it out on his Xbox Series X. Mm. Um, he did tell me though that there is like which runs the Xbox One X version. Yes, by the way, it is running the pre. It is running the highest end of the previous console generation. Yeah, version. There is no next gen cyberpunk uh release yet and who knows when it will be that like it's not optimized or to make full use of the series x and the ps5 which i think is just kind of screwy um yeah. to put it simply but it ran fine i guess it feels weird to play though the gameplay just it's odd. That's all I've got. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> it's odd. Floaty. Yeah. yeah. That's all I've heard is odd and floaty. Yep. So. All right. Uh, we're going to jump straight into the news with this episode. Um, because we're, there there isn't... We're, we hit the, the Kaylee's slash the Game Awards. And so there's not too much to go through. Um. And the there was an indie world showcase for the Switch this past week, um, but let's talk about these game awards first. A uh, couple of cool things announced. We got Sephiroth at the top of the show. Such a strong start, too. Yes, I loved it. Everything was downhill from here. <laughs> this Teach this was own. the top. <laughs> we're we're at the mountaintop. Um, we we were in the Discord. And I wish that people had been in the voice chat earlier. Yeah. Because I, they would have gotten to hear me and Seth screaming. Because we were like, let me lay out this trailer for you. Zelda and Mewtwo pushed to the side. Um, all these other characters pushed to the side. Everyone's like, oh God, this is it. Finally. This is the end. We're going to lose. And the the Orby thing that's the bad guy in Smash Bros. I have no clue what it's called. but I think it's Galeem or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Galeem, that's what it is. And so then it gets cut in half. and Which immediately lessened my fears of what I thought the character reveal was going to be. So <laughs> you thought it was going to be a Fortnite character. Yes, to my I was fine biggest with fears. Um, but Big Joe in our, our, our Discord goes... Is it Trunks? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he said Trunks. And I was I, I may be attributing that to the wrong person, but I'm pretty sure it was Joe. And then the like the first couple notes of One Week One Week and Angel come starts playing and me and Seth were like Wow That first note hit and I screamed. <laughs> like just just bonkers. <laughs> No one, no one leaked Sephiroth. Yeah. No one guessing Sephiroth. Who'd have thought that the second, the the other most popular character from Kingdom Hearts got in to <laughs> Smash I'm so Bros. happy that we have two Kingdom Hearts representatives <laughs> yeah. now. Jeez. Uh, 
Sora, don't even know him. He's never coming. No. And if he is, he's going to be a costume fighter announced tomorrow. Yep. Um, We can only wait to find out. Yeah. So, (laughs) man... The 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 tra- he, yeah the trailer was great. It it was literally just reusing Cloud and Sephiroth's final fight from Advent Children, which I'm which a I, sucker yes, for. I love it. I'm yeah. so happy, but also it's so weird I seeing watched, this. I watched again. it with Marianne, and she's like, "This is awesome." And yes. I'm like, "Oh, we're watching well, Advent, Advent Children, Children yes, because uh, Advent Children." I've ten been out trying of ten. to get Seth. To watch it forever, we'll maybe one day. Maybe I, he asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and maybe I should say <laughs> I want you, I to, want watch you to watch Advent Children, Children with me. With me. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sephiroth, Smash Bros, very excited. Uh, a lot of people are kind of mad that's another sword character, but like that's it so looks like he can cut the stage though. in half. Like the the who knows what his stage is going to be? Yeah, we're. By the way, we're recording this on Wednesday. The The Sakurai Presents is tomorrow. So we'll have these answers tomorrow. But yeah. it's fun to speculate now. The Who knows what music we're getting? You know, man. I could bet just, one track. Yeah. We're <laughs> definitely getting one Winged Angel. Uh, oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Very, very excited. Um, I haven't been this excited for a Smash character reveal, I think. Since honestly, Cloud was announced back for Smash Four, like that's just my personal like hype. You know? I got really hyped when Joker was announced. Yeah, I love that reveal trailer, but like I personally like wasn't as invested. Yeah, you know. Um, but like th- this was just so great of an announcement. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm letting the actual character of Banjo lessen my reaction to that yeah because my reaction to banjo i was losing my mind like i yeah yeah i i i don't know which one i was losing my mind for <laughs> because seth seth was going between like i love it i hate it i yeah. love it i hate it and i like that was great <laughs> just living through that moment yeah of, so like this is great but also why, why? this is dumb but this <laughs> it was hilarious <laughs> So I'm just the fact that it can inspire that sort of reaction, yeah. Um, instead of the visceral frustration that other characters have had, um, it definitely feels like Sakurai got a um, okay. Nintendo, you made me put Steve in, so I'm gonna get one of I, mine. Yeah, <laughs> and he he came gonna, through big. I'm gonna um, check one off of my list. Yeah, here. not for Sora, I guess, but you know, it's fine. Still it's has fine. an S. <laughs> and he's a Kingdom Hearts rep. <laughs> so, all right. Sephiroth, it's, I could almost talk for the rest of the episode about that. Yeah. But, uh, Mario <laughs> almost died. I would, they, when that shot happened, I genuinely thought Mo- Nintendo was going to show Mario getting stabbed through the chest. <laughs> Did with you a see twenty foot sword? Did you see? I can't remember if it was Zelda or someone else, but they showed a watery area and Sephiroth with his sword yeah, in the ground. It was and Zelda. I'm like, I'm like, this is Aerith, basically. Yeah, okay. I have a feeling that's gonna be like his down air or something. Yeah. Just the yeah. dive down oh, yeah, with the sword. But then Zelda rolls okay. out of the way. All right, we're we're gonna <laughs> we have to stop. Um, <laughs> to the ourselves. initiative, the their project got announced. Yes, it's Perfect Dark, which. Had been rumored, but also the rumor had been shot down multiple times. So it's very interesting that it ended up being um, Perfect Dark. Yes. Uh, In just quick context, the initiative is Microsoft's Quadruple A A game studio combined, uh, made up of some of the best game designers in the industry. They have touted it as... I'm pretty excited for this. It looked cool, but yeah. also the whole time I was watching, I was like, I don't know what I'm watching. Yep. Like until so I saw Joanna Dark, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, cool. But none of it was gameplay. Yeah, a lot. Like almost none of these were gameplay. Oh no. So <laughs> the developers of Turtle Rock showed off Back for Blood. Yep. Which is essentially Left for Dead Three. Essentially Left for Dead Three. I love to and see it. And they showed some and gameplay. The, yes. So that was kind of neat. Yes. But who knows when this game is coming out? 
They did not give a release date. They did not, but so. like it looks really good yeah. to me. Like I It looked like Left for Dead. It brought back very good memories for me. <laughs> like and I've been missing like a Left 4 Dead style game for years now. Um the fact that this is even happening just get, makes me really happy and giddy. <laughs> yeah. It's neat. Um don't know I don't know when you consider something not a zombie anymore, though. Because yeah. when something is like 10 feet tall... Um, 20 feet tall. What even. is it? What, what is that still a zombie? I don't know. That gets into Resident Evil, like, bioweapon <laughs> yeah. territory. <laughs> so, it's, uh, there was definitely, like, really tall, monstrous-sized yeah. things in this. Which apparently will be, like, regular enemies, it looked like. Very or maybe strange. not regular, but, like... But Turtle Rock Cons- is about consistently that. They appearing. Built that Evolve game that I spent too much money on at launch because I thought it was going to be a big thing. Sorry to hear, bud. Oh, yeah. I'll, I don't think I'll ever let you live that down, to be honest. Neither will Seth. <laughs> it's fine. I bought, like, you've accepted your the, fate. I bought the big boy package as the, the big season pass and everything. Oh, I yeah. played the beta, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Robin Hood game that says. I have to mention this because there was that really short, there was that co- small conference within the last six months where during this game's trailer, Seth goes, I think this is a Robin Hood game. Yeah. I told him he was dumb yeah. for thinking that. We were and like, no, it, that's wrong. And then it ended up being a Robin Hood game. Uh, but that game is coming May 10th. It's actually coming out. Um and it looked neat. Yeah, so. we only had that one previous reveal for it, didn't we? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. two reveals and, or not reveals, but two two showcases and it has a release date and it seems to be coming out on time. We'll see. Yeah. So. Good for it, I guess. Uh, the next game from the PUBG universe uh, is going to be Callisto Protocol. Coming I hate that. 2022. I hate that so much. Yeah, it's coming from the creator of Dead Space. Yeah. And it's, it's go, basically Dead Space, but set in the PUBG universe. But you can't even really say it's set in the PUBG universe, because what does that even mean? Yeah, like there's there's nothing there that defines it as specifically like a PUBG continuity you're gonna be able to thwack those aliens with a frying pan my dude okay that actually be pretty funny and drop in with a hundred of your bros and fight the aliens <laughs> i don't know I, i'm making fun of PUBG, but yeah. i play fortnite stuff like i'm i'm just saying it's very strange that they're trying to create an established universe with yeah PUBG. like i i don't think it's possible currently I from what I played of PUBG, like there's nothing there to to connect to anything else, you know. But apparently, Callisto uh, Protocol takes place like what was it, three hundred years or something after whenever PUBG takes place. Like it's stupid. Yeah, it's like connecting it to something that it doesn't need to be. It's it's pointless. Three hundred years after PUBG, when it's set, it may as well just not be set after exactly it. like uh um but yeah dead space essentially four <laughs> uh disco elysium is the final cut is coming 2021 to all consoles it's gonna be a free upgrade for people that own the game on pc yep and it's disco elysium is looks fantastic so it's a very fantastic role-playing game in like almost the most literal sense yeah so Go play it. Or wait, because it's coming this year sometime. Um, BioWare had two showings at this thing. double dipping, which I was not expecting the second one. Um, The first one was a yet another teaser trailer for Dragon Age 4 um, showing off some uh, returning characters. Maybe they know what the game is going to be now. Maybe. Since uh, it's even though been, like rebooted like four times. <laughs> yep, and the executive producer of the series just left the past <laughs> week. Um, but apparently it's in good hands. And yeah, so they showed off another teaser trailer for that. Again, like no gameplay for this, no release window, nothing. Just showing off some characters 
with some monologuing going on over a trailer that is not representative of anything <laughs> for the game. Um, and then at the end of the show, they Bioware also can, uh, showed off a little Mass Effect teaser trailer, um, which has Liara to Sony, who is... Supposedly. It, it, it's a Liara-looking character. It is an Asari uh, character, which one... Uh, a fan of the series can assume it's Liara... Um, but then it just said Mass Effect will continue, which is a really weird name for a sequel. <laughs> yeah. If you ask me. Very strange. <laughs> but hey, I, I was, I, I, uh, aside from me yelling about Sephiroth, uh, I was actively screaming about Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, to the point I was actually in the discord voice chat when that <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were screaming like, let's go. And I it was the was... only one. Yeah. <laughs> which I mean, I've been watching Star Trek Discovery, which there, there Star was, Trek and Mass Effect have parallels. But yes, I'll there is never, overlap there. I'll I'll never like Mass Effect. Like <sighs> I just don't. I don't think it's happening. Um, Shame. Let's see. Uh, season, which looked like this really Ghibli esque cute game. Yes, where you Beautiful. ride around on a bicycle and record sounds and stuff yeah uh it looks really weird and cool and i like it and it's gonna be extremely my thing yeah and like uh for the trailer for this there's the character like talking over it like how like the grandparents or whatever like lived for like a thousand years or something like a millennia and then their parents lived for like a hundred but they only get to live for a season and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this game is probably gonna like torture me emotionally. Oh, it's gonna be sad. Oh, I can't wait. So very excited for that. Uh, we got a like eight minute long trailer <sighs> featuring so long uh, a bunch of cave people and then Vin Diesel and a lot of grunting and dinosaurs and kind of not some, good looking animation. Some futuristic stuff. To which people in our chat started going, huh, I wonder if this is... Turok. Turok. <laughs> this could be Turok. This very well could be. And it's then... It's checking all the boxes. Right. And, and then, um, no, it's Arc 2. <laughs> which, I don't know if Arc 1 had a story, but now Arc 2 is going to have one. Uh, if you are a regular player or fan of Arc... I would love to know anything about that game and what warrants a sequel. Right. <laughs> and an animated series. Oh, yeah. It's getting an animated series. Which the cast is stacked. Yeah. But like... I can't believe that cast. I can't either, but like it's got David Tennant in it, which like already... I'm sold. I'll watch it, sure. But like, what about Ark is warranting this please join maybe our discord the animated, let us know maybe the show it's giving us the plot it's giving us the reason um the reason for the season yeah sure um interested in this uh very confused but also interested <laughs> not interested in the game i'm gonna go download arc and yeah play it yeah good luck it's clean now they they fixed a, a, like almost all the bugs sure but you'll still spawn in and get immediately destroyed by any player characters that oh i'm sure want to dunk on you oh i'm sure <laughs> it's it's one of those games that i'll never be good at and i'm okay with that um ghost and goblins resurrection as a new ghost and goblins but it doesn't look good i thought and it was a remake know. it might be a remake but it also doesn't look good so i don't know what to do with it um, it's coming for the switch coming for the switch uh, March next year, I think. I I guess maybe. I didn't write down the release date. That's fair. My so. my heart of hearts is telling me that it's March, which again lines up with whatever Nintendo <laughs> is possibly doing with the Switch. Um, Returnal got a new trailer that kind of faked people out and made them think it was going to be PT because of the yeah. way that it was like opening the doors and stuff. Uh, but that's coming March 19th, 2021. So very cool. I know. That's also so soon. soon. Yeah. Is that going to be the first, like, aside from Spider-Man Miles Morales, like, one of the first new PlayStation 5 
games to come out from that initial PS5 showcase? Demon Souls was oh, yeah. PS5 only. You're right. Um, and but like, but yeah, we're talking new. But this game is yeah, here. this is the first post-launch game. Gotcha. Um, Super Meat Boy Forever coming December 23rd, which is very confusing because I thought this game had been out had for been forever. out multiple times. Uh, so go play Super Meat Boy. I I tried playing it a couple times. I don't like it that much. I'm happy for all you Super Meat Boy fans. Yeah. I'm not one of Go you. Go play the Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. And then hit the blades in the shred. And I don't know. I, not my thing. That sounds like about a pretty but good don't, summary don't of the die. experience. Be good and don't die. Get good. Yeah. If you're not currently being good. And I, I'm going to be getting good as Master Chief in Fortnite. <laughs> because that was announced. Uh, and dropped. And it was great. The... It dropped a little before the actual announcement. Ooh. Uh, so Chris put, Lolf, Master Chief is in the store now. <laughs> and I was like, what? And sure enough, there he was in the store early. Yeah. Uh, like 20 minutes before the announcement. Love it. But yeah. It Master shouldn't Chief. be hard to make things line up, but it seems to be getting more and more difficult as time goes on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this was actually a like a cool enough announcement for me that I downloaded Fortnite that night. Yeah. I haven't played it yet, though. Mm, I'm always ready. Yeah. I bought the big pack that comes with... By the way, the argument has been resolved. It's not the energy sword. It's the gravity hammer if Master Chief was in Fortnite. I was right. You and Seth were right, and <laughs> I was wrong. It's just nice being able to call these things sometimes. The, you know? the back bling or the, the backpack for Master Chief is the legendary symbol. It's like a hologram. Ooh, and then I like that. The war the his emote is a warthog. That a tiny RC warthog the that Puma. he Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. Um you I love it. And he he just looks great in the in, in the world. The thing I do love from a really stupid standpoint about all these like crossovers and stuff that are happening is just that I n- know that within five minutes of the character being released, I can look up a video to see them default dancing. Oh yeah. And I just, it fills my heart with joy. Mm-hmm. It, it makes, it makes life worth it. You know, seeing Master Chief and Kratos just default dancing and just doing stupid Fortnite dances. I have this you know? great like, emote where I do like a backflip and a little dance. Yeah. And it's the most elegant backflip ever. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. I love it. Beautiful. And I make all my new characters do it. Nice. So I'm like, oh yes. It's you like, really one of my favorites out. is like Doctor Doom doing it. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> you dare <laughs> disrespect <laughs> Doom by making him do backflips for you. Yeah. Listen. Heathen. It's in the game. Can't the game. can't you can't stop me. Yeah. So, um, I ended up building a abomination character eventually that night with like uh, Master Chief with um, the Leviathans, the the axe from God of War, yeah. and then the back bling was, um, <laughs> it was like Iron Man's jetpack. <laughs> like it just I. All mismatched Good stuff Lord. for no reason, and it was fantastic. Sounds painful, I, but in so, the best way. Yeah. It's just like Ready Player One. It's Ready Player I say that every time we talk yep. about Fortnite. Um, You're not they, wrong, though. They also announced Daryl and Michonne from The Walking Dead, which fell real flat after Master Chief. Yes, especially after the quality that they put into yeah. the Master Chief reveal compared to the Daryl and Michonne reveal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That they knew that that was going to be the C tier. Yeah. Um, so, but other than that, we need to talk about who won these awards. Who won these here game awards? Because it sure wasn't us for watching them. Uh, it sure really took a toll on my life to watch all three hours of it for no reason. Yeah. Um, it's it's frustrating. The game awards. So I looked up, I, I want to note the actual process as to how these are chosen. Um, 
So the game awards are determined between a jury, which is 90% of the votes, and public votes, which is 10%. And the jury is like gaming publications. Um, it says 95 media outlets globally. So that's like, I'm sure like IGN has a couple, as a vote or a couple votes. Yeah, like, probably like a majority North American like base for these outlets too. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. I, if it's I would expect it to North be American. very biased. Um, or not I, biased, but centered, like a majority of these people are centered within one region of each other, you know? Right. I, I'm actually going to the Game Awards FAQ now. Because I'm curious, the the award process. Oh, yes, the full... They actually have a list of the jury. Wow. Good on them. So... uh, Yep, that's a lot of U.S. It is... Oh, no, it's it's spread out. It's spread out. I would... I would... It's maybe... One, like 10, 15% American. Um, so let's talk about the people, talk about the games that won these awards because that's what people are going to want to know. <laughs> uh, game of the year went to Last of Us Part Two, uh, as along well as with best almost game every other category yeah. yep. that it was nominated for, besides Best Art Direction, uh, which went to Ghost of Tsushima, which Probably deserved it. Uh, that game was very beautiful. Um, so I'll, I'll give that. The I want to talk about a little bit about the fact that The Last of Us Part Two won Best Game Direction. Um, there's a couple of really good pieces out there at Kotaku um, about how if your game has crunch and these sort of... Um, I don't want to say labor intensive because stuff can be hard work. Um, But if you are putting the health of your employees last versus getting a game out, um, I don't understand how that can be called good game direction. Yeah. Um, And that's not right. The, The things that the people had to go through to get this game out should not be put on anyone. And we've talked about crunch and uh, labor practices and game development. Uh, and game development's hard. Like, this isn't saying that's not hard. Um, but, like, having to work 100-plus-hour work weeks for months in a row, um, hearing stories of people sleeping at their desks so that they could just wake up and keep working, um, stuff like that is is... Uh, in my opinion, not good game direction. Yeah. Um, that, in fact, looks like bad game direction, bad direction in general. Worst game direction. Um, especially when you have a game nominated like Hades, which it's gonna, you're going to say, well, David, you're, you're biased towards Hades. Well, a little bit because they, Supergiant has strict rules against crunch they don't do it they you know they they watch out and they don't put their workers under the sort of stress um that 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 system creates yeah and so especially in a category where maybe someone else should have deserved the spotlight it just should not have got best game direction um now now it won like a bunch of other stuff it won like best performance best audio design all this other stuff sure this game was a tour de force and a lot of people were gonna love it and the game awards either rejects tour de forces or they super love them yeah if you remember a couple years ago red dead did not win that much stuff the year, but it was nominated for like everything. Um, so it's just interesting, uh, that 
they got all these developers and that it just got kind of gross how much they like espoused how great Neil Druckmann was. Um, especially when he's been so vocal and aggressive to people on Twitter that don't like his game and how he, there's really good articles out there from some publications, vice being one of them, uh, polygon, I believe, uh, where Neil Druckmann went ahead and contacted those publications bosses directly because he said, you know, they need to probably relook at their review and like tried to pressure for a better review. And that's just gross. So I have a slight personal issue with Neil Druckmann, but best game direction last of us part two should not have gotten that. Um, now there, I want to talk about some of the more positive stuff. Uh, did you have anything to add to that, Forrest? I'm sorry. No. I kind you, of... You summed up any thought that I had. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're all good. Um, let's talk about some of the, the better stuff. Because we, we were very happy and surprised at what won best score and music. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. With, like, that score, Nubo Ometsu is a genius composer. Um, Sorry, composer. He's been working on that series for decades now. That soundtrack is one of the best, if not the best, soundtrack I've ever heard across any medium. The fact that they were able to retouch that game and rebuild the soundtrack and... And make it even better. And make it even better is insane. Yeah. It's great. I lose my mind over it, you know? Yeah. It's... Man. It's special. It's really special what they did with the music in that game. Yeah. Uh, And that doesn't take away from, like, Hades and Ori and... I'm actually surprised that Last of Us Part Two didn't win here. Yeah, same. Because they went out of their way to have Eddie Vedder perform a song on this show from the the game. Uh, And the... Also, Doom Eternal was nominated... Um, so like this, it was a pretty stacked category and Final Fantasy seven remake pulled through and that's pretty great. I love to see it. I love to see it. Um, Hades did win best indie, which is fantastic. Um, I and actually, best action game. I actually was really worried that, uh, fall guys was going to win best. Indie, <laughs> yeah. And I was going to get real mad. <laughs> Uh, but because as popular it. as that game was for one month, right? Um, I would like to make a quick note of games for impact. Uh, tell me why by Don't Nod Studios, which um, is a game that had, from what I hear, very good queer representation, specifically of trans characters. Um, that one for the games for impact category, I think that's great. Yeah, it's just like. Stories about people outside of the norm can stand toe to toe and have an effect on people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, game games for impact. Um, I did it win something else. I cannot. I thought it did. I it probably didn't. Um, no, because Last of Us probably won whatever um, it would be. Very surprised that Hades won best action game. Uh, especially against Doom Eternal um, being like the main competitor in that category, in my opinion. Or and Neo 2. At least Seth would say yes, and Neo would, 2. Yes, yes. Um, best role-playing game went to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which, you know, I really thought that something like Wasteland 3 would win here. I See, I was... Or... My personal hope was that Yakuza Like a Dragon would win. Um but I know better. <laughs> yeah. Um, that game is very good, though. Best multiplayer went to Among Us. A two-year-old game. A two-year-old game. Uh, instead of Animal Crossing New Horizons, which was kind of strange. Uh, and even Fall Guys, which... And Valorant. Like, I feel like all those games got really good press and love. And, um, yeah, very strange. Uh, I want to talk about the most anticipated game category because there are 
Uh, let's see. One, two, two, three games on this list without official titles. And how am I supposed to be most anticipated for them? Yeah. One of them is Elden Ring. That could still not be the final title. Um, the God of War sequel. No clue what that title is. Breath of the Wild sequel. And like Resident Evil Village could still be Resident Evil 8. Yeah. And when they were presenting this at the show, it felt so awkward the way that they were wording this because they were like, God of War sequel. They like, and they treated this so they do. If you haven't watched the Silly Game Awards, bless um, you. Bless you. um, They do this tiered sort of thing where they do like ticker announcements. And they just announced bulk ones. Like, they spent time on this one. Yeah. They, like, went out of their way to espouse, like, this is the most anticipated game. And it felt like they had this just so that Jeff Cayley would say the words Elden Ring. Yes. Because uh, he said it, like, four times around that. <laughs> and, you know, it's whatever. We did not get an Elden Ring trailer. You would have heard us talk about it. Um but who knows if that game even exists anymore? Whatever. So yeah. The the other awards kind of pointless, like you know, esports stuff. Um, it, none of it's a big deal. Um, I will say it's kind of interesting that Player's Voice goes to Tsushima one for basically the player's choice of game of the year. Um, and that's, I mean, good for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, that game was, I, it didn't, I did not fall in love with it the way a lot of other people did. Yeah. And, but I see why people would love it. Uh, it does make me kind of sad that Spider-Man Miles Morales was so buried on this in multiple ways. Uh, and it bothers me. Speaking of buried in multiple ways, Jedi Fallen Order I think only showed up maybe for one category, if not at all, in this whole show. The problem last year was that it was too late for last year's Game Awards to show up on any of the wow. things. You're right. It's, yeah. I thought it's under it for wasn't last year. No. I Because oh I remember gosh. having a very distinct and vocal problem with it last year. Wow. Um, and we talked about it. Oh. Um, so, like we predicted last year, it got buried for this year. Which means that Cyberpunk is going to be buried. For next year. For next year. Um, But, like, I just want to... I know I've said it on the show before, that game is fantastic. It deserved so much better, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. Especially with some of the acting performances and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, and the music. Um, That really should have been up for music holy moly yeah that move that game did a great job of um reenacting john williams sound without being too on the nose about it and without, making it its own yeah it was without great. yes like so uh, <sighs> that game just sounded like star wars yes i remember when the trailer first dropped yeah for it, uh marianne was like oh is that a new star wars trailer and i'm like how'd you she goes it just sounds like it and I was like, "That see, that's good sound design. Yes. And you could tell, like, oh, this is Star Wars. Um, so it's, you know, is what it is. Game Awards. It's not the end-all, be-all. There will be other Game of the Year lists. We might even have some. Um, yeah. Let's see. Resident Evil 8 spoilers are out in the wild. Please be careful. Uh it's from that big Capcom leak. Yep. Stuff. They seem pretty, they're pretty valid. I've seen some screenshots uh, from test builds and stuff. So more and more information keeps coming out from this huge leak that happened uh, the other week. And it's like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that stuff is still coming out from it, but like, yeah, just keep an eye out. If you, if you don't want to like get spoiled on stuff, um, maybe just, Try and find a way around that. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's run through this Indie World Showcase real quick. Um, so, for me, the big stuff from that looked really cool was 
uh, I don't know how to say this correctly, so please uh, don't kill me if I say it wrong. Um, but Tunch or Tunche, uh, it's a side scrolling beat em up that's hand drawn. Looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's set in like a rainforest. It looks really cool. Uh, and Cyber Shadow coming January 26th uh, looks really cool. It looks like a Metroidvania. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden, st- like side-scrolling yeah. um, samurai ninja game. Cool. It looks it, really It's neat. really cool. Yeah. Uh, especially, I, I I really like uh, the character design that I saw in the trailer. Yeah. Like, just all the characters that they show off look so cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Alba, which is a wildlife adventure. It mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of a game that I've, I've talked about on the show before, but called A Short Hike, um, which you still need to play for us. Yes. Um, but it, it reminded me a lot of that. Uh, Forrest, what did you see from this showcase? Uh, for me, Cyber Shadow and Alba were my big um, big takes that I was really excited for. Um, Seth would like us to mention uh, Grindstone was showed off. A game <laughs> he did that like I, Grindstone on Apple Arcade. Yeah, a game that I have no interest in, <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately. Now, now, the one thing that we do need to touch on from this Indie World Showcase is that... The establishment of a new genre. The establishment of a new genre has happened. You know, we haven't had any other Strand-like games. Yes. Uh... But, but we now have, we have two social deduction games. Yes. This game called Nosia, which is not Nosia. I When I saw it initially, I, I was like, it's I Nosia. I thought it was Nosia, too. It's Nosia. Uh, is a game where you have to deduce who is the traitor. Yep. And it's like, oh, that sounds familiar. And then they said in the trailer, have fun in this social deduction genre game. And I'm like, what? Hold up. Hold on. That's a new you you just made you just Kojima. You Kojima the new genre basically. Um and it was actually very uh, astute of them to do that because the last one more thing to this indie showcase was that hey guess what Among Us is coming to Switch and it has cross play. Today it has cross play. Yeah. So all your Among Us friends can play on whatever device. Yeah. You could play on the Switch, yep. or on your phone, or on your PC, which it's on Game Pass, I guess, for yeah, PC it, yes. now. Yep. Um, which uh, I I showed, like, I didn't know about that until I was at dinner with David tonight, and I showed him that, and I was kind of just, like, bewildered by reading that. Like, I don't know, that's really weird. Yeah. Seeing the those words, Among Us, is now on Game Pass for PC. Yeah. I just kind of like had to stop and stare at my phone for a few seconds and I showed it to Dave and I'm like, did you see this? Better than spending $15 on it. Yeah. Which is what it is uh, on PC. I thought it was only five on PC. I think it's 15. Jeez. Okay. Well, it's five on the Switch. uh, Oh, okay. You do have to have Nintendo Switch online to play it. And you have to be willing to type on the Nintendo Switch screen, which is probably miserable. Good luck. So, yeah. Uh, I, I may, I may get it on the switch. So if, if I do and I end up playing it, I will gladly report about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll play like among us, but on the switch. Yep. So probably, <laughs> um, Forrest, was there any other news that you could think of? Um, nothing major, uh, just me talking about Devil May Cry once again, um, the, (laughs) the Virgil DLC character DLC got added for the past generation versions of Devil May Cry 5, um, yesterday, Tuesday, um, and that's all I got. You get to play a cool character and he has one of the best fight themes that I've ever heard. Yeah, I need to maybe get the special edition eventually. Uh, you could just borrow my copy. Does it up res for PS5? 
Oh, no, I have the Series X copy. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I bought it physically, <laughs> even though I don't have the console to play it on. No, I need to, I have to play those on PlayStation. Gotcha. My brain. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah. My brain. It's like the Kingdom Hearts problem. Right. I have to play it, like, I'll, if I tried to play Kingdom Hearts on an Xbox controller, I think it would break me. It was really um, weird at first, to be honest. Yeah. It's not I remember, horrible, though. I remember trying to play the DMC remake on placed on xbox yeah and i was just like no this is wrong um there's just something about like that controller feel is just what my brain goes to for those yeah and it's because it's what i played all the other games on so it's weird it's it's you know it's like if you asked me to play it's it is it's it's like if you asked me to play first person shooters on a playstation i can't do it it's not possible i'll force myself to do it uh, but i it's hard (laughs) it would be much more enjoyable the last (laughs) one i forced myself through was uh kill zone shadowfall (laughs) when the ps4 launched yeah Uh, that game was fantastic but besides that we don't need to go into that yeah um but fine, don't borrow my DMC five special edition. Though. I won't. I'll end up buying my own. <laughs> don't worry. Um, but I I appreciate you listening at home. Thank you for listening to this uh, truncated, um, shorter episode. And mm. it's you know it's normal size, but we've been going longer before. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, we probably won't be having an episode next week because it is the christmas season so merry christmas and thank you for all your support and we will be back uh with a episode the week after with our uh you know we'll we'll talk about news and we'll also talk about game of the year stuff that in our opinions and all that year in review Um, all that kind of jazz we i do want to point you to our discord and all of our social media uh, our Discord, is, uh, the link is in the show notes, and we talk in there all the time about gaming news, all that stuff. So interact with us and hang out with us over the Christmas season. Let us know what you got, if it's gaming-related, if it's not gaming-related. You know, we'll we'll just be hanging out in there and maybe play some games with us. We meet up in there occasionally. Um, all our social media is at Suplex the Sticks. Uh, those note. Those links are also in our show notes. And with that, um, once again, can't appreciate, can't say we appreciate you enough. And we will be back uh, at the end of the year. Bye. See you.